Full Circle, your cultural, your excuse me, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. This show is written, produced, and engineered in Huchin, occupied Ohlone territory, also known as the East Bay Area. Tonight we air a special show paying birthday tribute to my musical mom. Drum roll, please. Da 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 da. Aretha Franklin. And joining me in the studio will be Bay Area music legend Janice Maxie Reed. That's right. That's tonight on Full Circle. I'm your host, Stevie G. Stay with us. a blast from the past. That's a blast from my college days. HBCUs unite. Mo House in the house. Rolling like that. There we go. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So again, welcome back to Full Circle here on 94.1 FM KPFA. I am Stevie G, your host. Uh, you know, the Bay Area is known for its great food, music, and art. Uh, because we here at KPFA always want to, rep, want to always want to present as many amazing organizations and programs as possible, we thought tonight would be a great time to learn more about some of the best uh, places to cultivate your love of music. And this Sunday at Jeffrey's, we're going to have a special treat, and we're going to get into that in just a second. Right now, I'm here in the studio with Janice Maxie Reed, and we want to get into Miss Reed and music and. Your voice and your experience and your background and understand more of what you're going to be bringing to us this Sunday with Aretha Franklin. Welcome to KPFA Radio, Ms. Janice Maxey-Reed. Thank you. Thank you so much, DBG. It's good to be in your studio and to be a part of this wonderful place called KPFA. I love this place. 
All right. Yeah, this is home for me. Home. Yeah. No, so let's talk about home a little bit. So I'm going to bring up something, a little icebreaker here. Let's mm. see. So uh, a little old small house, some theater, <laughs> pearly victorious. <laughs> no, you're going to go there. Yeah, we're going to go there. We're going to go there. <laughs> oh, wow. So I was pretty young, but I remember being in the house and hearing some music playing. Really? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You were there? Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. I was there. You were a toddler. Go <laughs> <laughs> ahead. But a, a listening well, I was toddler. a toddler with big dreams, though. Okay. So, Miss Janice Maxey. That was, that's what I was then. Okay. Might have been Miss Janice Maxey Grievous, maybe. Oh, oh, excuse me. Keep going. Maybe maybe down the road. Okay. Maybe down the road. Maybe. Road, road, road. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. But that was the time back when uh, I remember first hearing you play. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Piano. Uh-huh. And um, it was just an amazing experience to, to see the theater, to see the, uh, the art, uh, to see the acting. And then, of course, all that accompanied with sound and music. And that was your music. Now, wait a minute. Pearly, how far are we going back? We're going back. Are we going to, Ad, uh, to Adeline or are we going further back than that? Further back than Adeline. What? Pearly Victorious, right? Yeah. Well, it was mm-hmm. called Pearly. Oh, Pearly. That's yes, right. right. Pearly. Uh-huh. But then there was Alcatraz. Right. Were you there too? Yep. Oh, no, you weren't. Yep. Do you go back to the church? No. Okay. Okay, then I can lie about my age. <laughs> I can lie about my age. Don't go back to the church. Okay. Don't go back to the church. Okay, all right. You remember Alcatraz? I do remember Alcatraz, though. Can you say the name of the place or the group? No. Okay, say it. Okay. You're going to get me on that. All right. I'll, I'll leave that alone. I'll help you if you need me. <laughs> Well, that was a time when I remember first hearing you play again, and that uh, was some great stuff. And what we're going to do is come back after this music break, and we're going to get into some more of your background cool. and what's coming up shortly. Yes. So let's go to Master of Eyes.
All right. All right. So that was Master of Eyes by Miss Aretha Franklin. That sounded so good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So let's get into this, what's coming up Sunday. Let's get into Jeffries. And let's just talk about Jeffries for a second. How did you even get involved with um, with Jeffries as a place to perform, place for you to go? And That's a good question. <clears throat> I can go as far back as to saying that my brothers used to play ball against Jeffrey Pete wow. back in their teenage days. Yeah, Little League Baseball. And I was that little brat that they had to... My brothers had to take to the game and keep the scorebook and the bag, the bat ball bag and all that stuff. Oh, wow. So I go back as far as that. But um, when I started playing in clubs, um, I heard this place called uh, Dock of the Bay. I remember Dock of the Bay. You remember Dock of the Bay? I remember Dock of the Bay. Yes. So but when I got to be about 21 and old enough to, <laughs> to be in those places, one of my mentors, Bill Bell, who was a the regular pianist there on, I think, Saturday nights. He said, uh, how would you like to sub for me one night, right? And so I said, Mr. Bell, me, right? And he said, yeah, I'll be out of town. You can have the gig. So that was my introduction to the cocktail lounge kind of thing, right? Wow. And it was Jeffrey Pete there as running the place, right? And uh, he treated me very warmly. And I told him, we found out that we knew each other through my brothers. And then later on, he opened a club in Oakland, uh, down in Jack London Square. And then after that, he moved to where his present location, which is at 410 14th Street in downtown, beautiful downtown Oakland, where he's been for many years. All right. All right. And it's a beautiful place. It is. A and beautiful place. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, uh, a landmark. You know, it's uh, very uh, architecturally beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, because of the years behind it. So Jeffrey's like a brother to me, and I, I'm always uh, ha- happy to support him in all of his endeavors because he's he's taking good care of, of so many people for mm-hmm. so many years, and so he's he's a very special part of our community. Nice, nice. And you said you know him since you were a little girl. Yes. Wow. And so as a little girl, where, how did you develop this love for and passion for music and singing? When did this start? It started before I was born. I always tell people that. Yeah. Because when you got three older brothers who are singers and musicians, and by the time I came up, I guess they said, you're going to be the piano player in the in the family. Uh, actually, my oldest brother, who was 10 years older than me, he was taking lessons, piano lessons, at the age of like 14, 15. And then I would start mimicking him on the piano. Anything he could play, I came back and played it. So, wow. Yeah, so he, he was actually my first piano influence. But my parents always played all kinds of music in the house, from classical to jazz, uh, they took us to recitals. Um, we we were able to see people like Ella Fitzgerald and Duke Ellington and Count Basie and Dizzy Gillespie live. Live. Yeah, yeah. So th- music has always been, you know, the DNA in my house. Wow, wow. And how about the singing? Same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother sang. They had singing groups um, as teenagers in high school. So I couldn't be in the group, but I could listen at the door. And sometimes they'd say, come, come and play a note or two and get us in tune. And uh, so uh, I started singing along, uh, you know, and when you're listening to their re- records, you're singing along to the 45s and the LPs. And I, so I learned all the songs and I learned how to pick them out on the piano. Um, and then I started singing in church at a very young age as a small child in the little junior choir, and all right. young people's choir. There you go. And then... Um, even in kindergarten, my, my kindergarten teacher allowed me to be the music teacher. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Mrs. Davis, yes. She said, you're going to be the music teacher. So I got to play Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Oh, go on, Miss Davis. Yeah, go on. Go Singing on. all my life. Yeah. Wow, wow. So do you have a favorite song? At all from any of those artists that you mentioned? Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's hard. It's so it's hard, hard to pick one, isn't yeah. it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to have seen them live was more bigger than anything. You know, I'm sitting there in the audience looking at Ella Fitzgerald or I'm looking at Johnny Mathis. Um, well, let's go there. How about this? How about give me something? Give me, if I say Ella Fitzgerald, give me a word. Give me a word? Mm -hmm. Incredible. All right. Incredible. I say Johnny Mathis. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. <laughs> that didn't sound like a word. Was that a syllable? Mm. How many syllables? What was that? That's a long mmm. <laughs> you have to understand, I was young when I saw these people, and I didn't get it. My parents, you know, that was the music of their era. So when I saw them live, they were bigger than life. And one time they said, you're going to go see this person named Johnny Mathis at the Concord Pavilion. I'm like, uh-uh. Mm, who? <laughs> Right. But the moment he stepped on stage and you heard the orchestra, captivated. I was captivated. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Duke Ellington. I didn't want to be there, but as soon as the band struck up at the Paramount Theater, I was like, whoa, what's going on here? Wow. Yeah, so anything they played was what became my favorites. Nice, nice, mm -hmm. nice. And you mentioned uh, going to a number of venues. So you said in Concord? Yes. And then you also mentioned the Paramount? Yes. So you saw a lot of things there as well? Yes, huh? still going. And still going, <laughs> going good. strong. Yes. All right, great, great. Well, you know what? We're going to go to another music break. And from there, we'll come back and continue the conversation. Let's get going.
right, all right. So that was Bridge Over Troubled Water by Miss Aretha Franklin. That was back in 1971 in Switzerland. And she was just doing her thing, making that music. I don't know, everyone could feel that. Mm. Did you feel that, Janice? Oh, my goodness, I felt that. I hadn't heard that. I don't remember hearing that one, Stevie. Thank you. <laughs> my goodness. Well, we're here to find some things. We're going we're gonna to be like, our right, guys, we're going to dig it up for you. Oh, keep digging. Yeah, we're going to dig it up for you. <laughs> okay, so again, what's happening this Sunday at Jeffrey's Inner Circle, that's 410 14th Street in Oakland. And there's going to be a birthday tribute for Miss Aretha Franklin. Her birthday is actually the 25th, mm-hmm. but the celebration will be on the 24th Sunday. And so right now what we want to do is we want to make sure that we make uh, this as available as possible. We're going to give away a pair of tickets here. So if uh, we can get people to call, uh, the number is 510-848-4425. And the caller number will be uh, number seven. If you're the seventh caller, you're going to be very, very happy come Sunday. (laughs) Very, very happy. So let's get that going for you. Again, that number, 510-848-4425. Call number seven. We'll win a pair of tickets for the birthday tribute for Miss Aretha Franklin. All right. So getting back to um, what we were talking about uh, a little bit earlier and about your influence in music at a young age. Um, and you saw, talked about playing in church and what have you. Mm-hmm. So when did you feel that this was going to be something that you would take a bit longer a a little bit more into um you know as a career wow how did that start to work for you um well yes i was in church playing as a child actually playing for playing gospel music in the the local church in berkeley and uh it was but after listening to a lot of Aretha franklin's uh songs that i realized you know i can do this i can really do this and I had wonderful mentors and uh, from Berkeley. My my mentors were Bill Bell, mm-hmm. Mr. Bill Bell, and uh, Mr. Phil Reeder. Both were outstanding young musicians in their own right, but they were also fabulous mentors to a, thousands of young young people and older people in the Bay Area. I had uh, become a student at the University of California Berkeley's Young Musicians Program about the age of twelve, somewhere between twelve and thirteen. And um, they, Mr. Bell and Mr. Rita were there. When I walked in for my audition, they were there. And they said, girl, you got something. Not only do you play, but you sing, too. All right. And guess what? My first audition song was Misty because a few months later (laughs) I had gone to see Johnny Mathis. And I fell in love with that song at the age of 12. And so I went home and pecked it out on the piano, learned to sing it, Uh auditioned in front of Mr. Bell and Mr. Rita. And they said, you got it. You got it. We, we'll, we'll take you on as our, our student. Okay, so fast forward. Um, Mr. Reeder, who a, was a profound pianist and choral director, uh, influenced me, had a great influence on me mm-hmm. uh, vocally. Okay, uh, he, he liked my voice and he mentored me in that way. But one day I was sitting in the classroom and I was noticing how he was directing the, cor- the, the, the vocal ensemble. And I said, ding! I can do that. Mm. I can become a choral director. I can read music. I can play music. I, right. That's what I'm going to do. So that's that's where the, the professional thing came in as a as choral, choral music and vocal music. But about the age of 13, they, I would, they were, my brothers were kind of 
slipping me into nightclubs because <laughs> I was a piano player. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I could play, but they, you know, I could sneak in, but they had to sneak me out. I had, uh-huh. couldn't stay too long. So playing in clubs started when I was about 13 years old. All right. Yeah, my, 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 my pastor, my church didn't know, but, you know, some of the members did, but <laughs> they were there too. All right, all right. Well, just let's take a quick little, just little hop, skip, and a jump here. I want to give a shout out to Paige, who won the tickets. Oh, Paige! So congratulations, Paige. You will be appearing Sunday at Jeffrey's Inner Circle, and that's 410 14th Street in Oakland, California, for the birthday tribute for Miss, for, excuse me, for uh, Aretha Franklin. And hosted, yeah, bring your ID. Mm-hmm. And hosted by uh, Miss Janice Maxie Reed, and this will be an incredible, incredible event. Yeah. And who's going to be on that on that billing with you? I think. Oh, let me tell you. First of all, Paige, I want to see you. Make yourself known to uh, on Sunday when when you get there. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, we've got an amazing um, cast, so to speak. We actually did the show back in September. A month after the Queen of Soul passed away mm-hmm. because uh, 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 the Bay Area needed to heal because Aretha was known to so many people in the Bay Area. She loved the Bay Area and the Bay Area loved her. As a matter of fact, we uh, we had gone to see her in her last appearance here at the Oakland Coliseum a few years ago. So I put together a who I thought were some the, the right people at the right time to do this. And so some of, of, of who we're going to have is, um, well, the featured artists, actually. I'm, I'm featured, but we got a young Aretha coming in to, to lay it down, and that's the young Michaela Cheadle. If you haven't heard her voice, you, you, you're missing something. She does an amazing tribute to Aretha Franklin. And then while she's our young Aretha, we've got some old school Aretha's going to stop by, and that's Darlene Coleman mm-hmm. and Carolyn Ms. Jones. Darlene, Ms. Yes. Darlene, yes. Miss Darlene. She's our darling. Yes, indeed. And she's so sweet. She's going to come in and do a special song or two, and Carolyn Jones. And we also have, like Aretha, background singers. We've got a group called the Sweet Nectar. Sweet Nectar. The rich, you heard me. Sweet Nectar. You like that? I like that. Yes. And they coming to bring it. Three powerful, powerful singers. And they're going to do the Aretha Franklin background part. So I'm excited about this. And we have a great band, too. All right. All right. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. This sounds like it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic event and really looking forward to it. And uh, I'm going to try to be up there in the front row. We'll be looking for you. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's kind of circle back into, again, I want to try to understand this progression of you with music Mm -hmm. throughout your life. And so, um, uh, you know, where did did you go from here with it? Like, what made you decide that this would be something for um, a college choice? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, how did how did you even pick pick a school to go to? Well, going back to UC Berkeley. Um, there were a couple of students, um, well, there were a lot of students from Castlemont High School who had been recruited by Mr. Reeder to the UC Berkeley program. Is that your high school? You're from Castlemont? Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm Skyline, so I, I, just, I just want to know. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I went, <laughs> I'm happy to hear that because I went to Skyline in the 10th and 11th all grade. All right, all right, all right. Go Titans. <laughs> go, go Titans. Titans. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, but here's what went down. Mr. Reeder saying, well, where are you going to high school? 
because I was in ninth grade mm-hmm. when I met him. Mm-hmm. I said, well, Mr. Reader, I'm going to Skyline. And he said, Skyline, why are you going there? I said, well, I got picked to go there. And my parents said, that's where I'm going. Right. He says, why don't you come to Casamont where I'm teaching? I said, I'd love to, but I don't think my parents are going to go. For it. So finally, he, he would come to the house and talk to my parents. And they said, okay, if she's going to be in good hands... And under your direction, we'll let her go to Castlemont. So that's how I got to Castlemont. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, when I, uh, 11th grade, when you start thinking about college choices and things like that, you know, I had uh, given it some thought about different schools. One was in um, University of Michigan, Ann Arbor, Juilliard, of course, um, and other schools. And But fortunately, one of my older UC Berkeley Young Musicians Program schoolmates was a year ahead of me, and she'd gone to USC. And she was a fabulous singer. Her name was Laura Daniels. Laura Daniels. Laura Daniels. She sang classical music. She, she sang gospel music. She sang it all, and she just she just touched my heart whenever we'd, we'd hear her sing. And so she'd already gone to USC. And I said, okay, I'm going to give, I'm going to apply to USC. So that's what I did. Wow. Now, how far ahead was she? One year. One year, just one year. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm always, I'm always um, wondering sort of how do we, get that energy going, mm-hmm. um, you know, for students and, and what goes on. And usually it's it's really peer mentors, and I would say, mm-hmm. you know. Peer mentors. Yeah, yeah. you know. So that, that 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 whole peer dynamic is is very important just to see yourself. Because I can always see myself a year ahead, mm-hmm. but I might not be able to see myself 10 years ahead when I'm 15. Right. I might not see 25, but I definitely see 16 and 17. Yeah. I can see that. Right. You know. Never thought about that. Yeah. Peer mentoring. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's for what sure. Yeah. That's what it's about. That's what it used to be about. Yes. And somehow or another, we've lost some of that. Mm-hmm. So we have to come back to that. Well, thank you for reminding me of that because I'm going to press hard about that. Because I get to, you know, work with young people a lot in the music business. And, um, they, they, you know, they don't know where anything is. Right. If they don't, you know, if, especially if their parents in their generation didn't know to give them that information. Mm-hmm. So I got lucky to be a part of the Young Musicians Program and to meet other people who are ahead of me. And so that kind of gave me a a track, an idea of how to where to look, right? And get you know get my education. Yeah. Uh huh. And so did that also play a? Um, I don't know. Uh, what about your about what about your kids? Your kids are they in music as well? Yeah, they as young young children they took uh, well they were around music all the time. Right, they were right. With me mm-hmm. from the womb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, hearing it. They were they were at the gig with me, right? Chavito. Yeah, Chavito. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Chavito. So they came they came out swinging, right? So uh, I have two sons, and both of them um, studied music in school along with. Well, I was their music teacher for quite a few years, so they had to take music classes. But they played in school bands, and, um, you know, they didn't really keep going to the point where they were uh, singers mm-hmm. or instrumentalists. But they both continued. Uh, my younger son uh, is a rapper and a songwriter and a performer. And uh, my older son um, is into media and marketing and uh, branding. Psychological branding is what they call it. Okay. Oh, yeah. He, his company starts you from the ground up and reinvents companies when they want to change their image and things like that. And all kinds of anything that has to do with media, they do it. Billboards, websites. And he's, he's still in Los Angeles doing his thing. So they're still connected with music. And plus, my older son has my record collection. Oh, wow. You should see it. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I just handed it over to him a few years ago, and uh, it's an incredible record collection that he has now because it was my brother's 
record, records. Mm-hmm. And then a, a gentleman who unfortunately got divorced gave away his records to my son. It was like yeah. a thousand records. I'm like, you don't know what you have, young man, but don't sell them and don't give them away. <laughs> Jazz, R&B, gospel. I mean, just an incredible record collection. He, you, you all might need some records. <laughs> you might want to call my son. Hey, we might have to do that. He, oh, just incredible. Come on down to KPFA and mm-hmm. play some of this great, mm-hmm. some of this great artist. This is another tie-in with you with KPFA possible. We can create some, some more tentacles in there. Yes. Okay. We'd be happy to. We'll have to keep that going. You know what? Let's go to another music break. And then we'll come out of that and we'll get back to the conversation with Mitch Janice Maxie Reed. Again, this is your host, Stevie G, and we will get rolling right away.
right. Who's zooming who? Who's zooming who? I remember that. Remember that? I remember that. Zooming. <laughs> New or China Zoom. China Zoom. China Zoom. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, welcome back to the show. This is KPFA 94.1 FM. This is your host, Stevie G. And I'm here in the studio with Miss Miss, Miss Janice Maxie Reed. Hey. All right. All right. And there is a show coming up at Jeffrey's Inner Circle on the 24th. That's Sunday the 24th. What time does that start? We start at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. on Sunday. And that's, again, 410 14th Street, and that's in Oakland, California. So yes. uh, a tribute to Miss Aretha Franklin, a birthday tribute to Miss Aretha Franklin. And uh, let's get back to talking. Let's have some more conversation here. So May I say something? Please, please do. The last time we did, or the first time we uh, performed this uh, tribute to Aretha Franklin was at Jeffrey's, uh, like I said, a few months ago. And Jeffrey made an announcement on stage. He said, we cannot let anybody, any more people in the, in, the, in the room. We are to capacity, standing room only. He said, we had to turn away 80 plus people. Wow. And I know that's a fact because some of my, my people couldn't get in. All right. So we moved it upstairs this time to the ballroom. Mm-hmm. And so what I would suggest is people get there early. The doors open at 5. And uh, so get there, get your parking, which is a parking lot across the street, street parking and so forth. Get there early so you have a great chance of getting in because tickets are only at the door. It's not even tickets. You just come and you pay at the door. Pay at the door. Yes. Okay. And what's the, what's the uh, door price? $20. $20. Right. At the door? $20. Only $20. Only $20 to hear some... Great music, man. Great music from oh, yeah. some great musicians. Yes, it's going to be incredible. We've got Lloyd Gregory on guitar and Joe Thomas on bass and Mark Lee on oh, drums. Right. And no telling who's going to come in there. That's all I can say, no telling. Oh, Lloyd Don't Gregory man. and Joe, huh? Yes. All right. Powerhouses. Yes, indeed. Icons. Yes, indeed. Okay, so like I was saying, we were um, talking a little bit earlier, and we just want to continue this progression and sort of what is your path and your pathway through with music. And so uh, you were talking about entering into college. And mm-hmm. So how did that? How did that? How did that work? Go way back. <laughs> I want to. I want to. Well, uh, you know, I. It's funny because when I told my father that I was thinking about USC, he says, "Oh, that football school." <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know that. Yeah, the juice. Yeah. That's what he, that, that was right. when O.J. Simpson was a great name. Yes. That was one of the fantastic <laughs> names. That, yes. That, 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 that's that USC. That's right. Yeah. And because I love sports and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going there. Okay. Well, I'm auditioning. I mean, uh, applying there. So my dad was like, okay, you give it a try. And uh, long story short, I got in there and I thought I was going in as a piano major until I passed the, the practice rooms and heard people cutting it up on the piano. I said, oh, no, I think I better change my major oh, to no. something else. No. All right. So I talked to my men- mentor, Mr. Reed, and he said, you can, you know, you, you have so many skills, you can do whatever you want to. So mm-hmm. I took up music education. I said, I'll be a teacher like Mr. Reader. And so that's what I did. Yep. Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. Came back home. Uh-huh. And um, came back to the church, directing choirs at churches. Really? Yeah. That's home. Yeah. Aretha did it. I can do it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So same church. Same church you grew up in. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. And Unbelievable. Then Mr. Reader passed on, and then I went over to uh, help out with his church as well. Church by the side of the road in Berkeley, California. But if I say that, I better say Progressive Baptist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm a Berkeley girl. All right. That's right. 
Born in Berkeley, raised in Oakland. Shout it out. Hey. Proud. Okay. All right. So um, how about some of the choices you made? I think you just said you said you came back. You um, came back home. Mm Mm-hmm. I wish I had done that. What? <laughs> After college, I think I, sometimes I think I wish I had come back home. But that's funny you say that because sometimes I wish I had stayed. Really? And didn't come <laughs> stayed back down home. there and didn't come back home. What huh? did I come back home for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I should have stayed. Just get, kind of get started in familiar surroundings and just sort of move on from there. Yeah. But it's, you know what? It's always looking in hindsight where you got that second sight and you say, Coulda, woulda, shoulda, coulda, exactly. all that stuff and all that, all that type of thing. Yeah, all that type of thing. Mm. But you came back, and so you were musical director for the choir. Yeah, at various churches, my mm-hmm. church, and then you know, and I took assignments at other churches, and two or three of them were in Berkeley, actually. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. And then you continued to play uh, more secular music, I guess, uh, in the. On Saturdays before Sunday, that <laughs> got thing? it. Okay, right, right, right. Always mixing it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. The first, my first year out of college, I got a call from another Berkeley native. His name is Rodney Franklin. He said, "You ready to go yes. on the road?" <laughs> yeah, you know Rodney. Oh yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh yeah. We want to talk to you two about uh, oh, a special Stevie Wonder thing we want to plan out in in May, I think. And I just ran into Rodney on the street. Yeah, and talked to Mr. Franklin. He's going to be here, too. Oh, ooh, let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Really? I'm going to let that out. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. going to let that out. Yeah. All right. Look We're going to put some things together. Yeah. Please. That's my brother. That's my brother. Yeah. He said, uh, you ready to go? I said, what? On the road. What? Well, at that time, he had a big hit on Columbia Records called The Groove. The Groove. Yeah. Okay. And he was like 19, 20 years old. And I said, yeah, I'm going. So we hit the road and traveled all over the country and opening for... Oh, gosh, who are we open for? Gladys Knight, Roy Ayers, Stephanie Mills. Roy Ayers. Yeah, sorry. No, no, oh, okay. that's my man. This is your man? Yeah. We had a ball. We were in New York with Nancy Wilson and B.B. King and the Crusaders. We were little kids opening up for these shows. Opening up for them. Yeah. I mean, Rodney was on the, on the charts then. You know, we actually did the Berkeley Jazz Festival back in the day, like in 1980, 81, somewhere in there. Wow. And the the laws uh, the laws family was there, and it was just an incredible time in our lives. So um, that was part of my music education as well. Mm. You know, you started out music. coming back home to the church, huh? Yeah, but I was playing the nightclubs on the weekend. All right. All right. Well, then <laughs> after those clubs on the weekends, I guess we could always just say a little prayer. So why don't we get into some more music? Hey, and see what we have coming up next. But I guess I already hinted that out. Where we going with it? Steve, you're after my heart. <laughs> Let's get going. KPFA family for the Full Circle Show. Uh, We're going to do a little ticket giveaway right now. Why don't we do that? So that number is 510-848-4425. Again, that number is 510-848-4425. Another pair of tickets 
And this time we will pick number five. Call number five to give away the tickets. Do you back have a to yearning some, to tell stories from your community? Let's get back to some uh, uninterrupted <laughs> conversation <laughs> around what's happening this Sunday at Jeffrey's Inner Circle, and that will be the birthday tribute for Miss Aretha Franklin. So welcome back. This is KPFA 94.1 FM, and I'm your host, Stevie G, and I have in the studio with me Miss Janice Maxie reed and we were just continuing our conversation so uh, let me let me uh, ask you this question. So, of all the places that you've been playing, is there a pl- is there is there a a place you like best to play? Is there a performance area that you would say you like best? A performance area that I like best. Venue. It's the one I like the most is no longer here. Mm, <laughs> the place called the Circle Star Theater. Wow. <laughs> you remember the Circle Star? I actually do. Oh, okay. All right. That I was actually a, do. Yeah. yeah. We um, going back to Rodney Franklin. We we opened for uh, Gladys Knight in the Pips at the Circle wow. Star Theater, and it was just fun being on that rotating stage. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. But, you know, there are not a lot of venues right here in the Bay Area, uh, but uh, the ones that are still here, 
I enjoy Biscuits and Blues in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Jeffrey's Inner Circle in downtown Jeffrey's. Oakland. Jeffrey's. That's right. Um, my goodness. What else is there? Mm-hmm. There's, I, I don't want to get in trouble. I, I love all of them. Okay. Wherever I play, I love it. There you go. That's the answer. <laughs> and we're thank, yeah, really. And we're thankful, really, for the, for the venues who are still here and I'm, I'm appealing to the audience to continue to support live music. Bring your children. Bring your grandchildren. Uh, we really need your support because a lot of our music is dying out, and um, we don't want that to happen. So thank you to you, to the club owners and venue places that uh, keep us musicians working. All right, all right. And along that line, that same line, we're going to say uh, thank you to our winner here, uh, Miss Kava. Kava, who won the tickets. Kava. Yeah, so congratulations, congratulations. And that, again, will be at Jeffrey's Inner Circle, and that's 41014 Street in Oakland. And that will be for the Friday, excuse me, for the Sunday show, Mm -hmm. uh, the birthday tribute to Miss Aretha Aretha Franklin. And that will be hosted by Miss Janice Maxie Reed. Yeah. And that will be on. It's going to be cracking, as they say. That's right, Mm. that's right. So uh, the show starts at 6, doors open at five that's right okay and so get there early get there early get there be square yes get there i always wanted to say that get there <laughs> be there be, be square, square. <laughs> yeah 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 stevie did you hear the news that they're uh, in detroit michigan they're t- talking about um renaming one of the highways the aretha l franklin memorial highway really yeah wow that'd be great that'd yeah. be fantastic fantastic to do yeah, yeah yeah i know she had a day and i think martin luther king jr had actually given her a big hug when she was uh i think it was back in 67 so february 16th is actually uh aretha franklin day in detroit oh yes i'm glad to hear that oh yeah Didn't like know. i said we're gonna dig up some information for you yes. talking about mama Mama Frank, Mama, Mama Franklin. <laughs> That's right, Mama Rita. We're going to talk about it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So let me ask you this question. What happens sort of like, what's your, what's your downtime like when you're not performing? Ooh. Where are you? What do you do? What, what re-energizes you? What happens in I'm that space? <laughs> That's a good question. Re-energizing? I like to, uh, I like to read and go to restaurants <laughs> but I don't have a lot of downtime. I'm a working musician, and um, to be honest with you, I don't have much downtime. Mm. You know, I'm grateful. I'm not complaining because you know what we do is is a, 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 a labor of love. Yeah, it's a yeah. blessing and a labor mm-hmm. of love. Uh, and I'm fortunate to be um, very very busy. You know, these are hard times for all of us, no matter what genre or what field. But uh, I am constantly in motion. And it has to do with the fact that I, I do so many different things, you know. And um, right now I'm trying to take a back seat and to chill out a little bit. But just, you know, I just keep going. I just keep going. All right. All right. Let me ask you this question. So um, I know we talked a little bit about off air. I mentioned a couple of things about me off air personally. So let me say this. What if you met a young Stevie G? I don't know, eight <laughs> 12, something like that, mm-hmm. and you saw that there was some interest in music somehow, some way, how would you, you know, how do you sort of bring them along or what would you do? What would you offer up as opportunities for them to kind of explore themselves along that path? First of all, I gravitate to young people. I go to where they are. When I see a young uh, talent, a budding talent, um, I talk to them, you know, find out where their head's at, where they've been and 
And well, then I can I, shave this mustache and beard. <laughs> I look about 10 years younger. I don't know if I'll get that young, but I can try. Okay. A young Stevie G. <laughs> I'd invite him to dinner and cocktails. No, Aww. no. Uh, <laughs> no, really. Uh, it doesn't take much. I don't care what what age it is. You know, my I'm only on this planet for, for a minute, and I'm going to try to impart this knowledge and give away and teach. Not always give away, but, you know, share what I have. And I'm, I'm so, um, I learn from my students as much as I give to my students. So, you know, it's, it works both ways, you know, so Stevie G's got a shot. All right. All right. Well, you know what? I want to say thank you very much. This has been a fun and actually a quick hour. This has gone by lightning fast for us here, but it's been fun. And I want to just say thank you so much for joining us. Again, Miss Janice Maxie Reed. And uh, so let's talk about this one last time. We're talking about Jeffrey's Inner Circle. And this is going to be Sunday, the 24th, Mm -hmm. celebrating Aretha Franklin's birthday. As a tribute, her birthday is actually May 25th. That's right. And this will be for, uh, 410 Oak, uh, for, excuse me, 410 14th Street in Oakland. That's right. All right. All right. So we are that time at the end of the show. And Ms. Janice Maxie Reed, thank you so much for coming in the studio and spending some time with us. Thank you. This has been a blast. Enjoyed it's it. It's been a blast. Support KPFA 94.1, y'all. All right. Stevie G. And I'm out. Love you. All right. So, a quick news note. On March 26th, the Berkeley City Council votes to adopt resolution to ban overnight RV parking. This effectively giving the boot to droves of homeless people, as per an article in the West County Times. The West County Times, excuse me. As the article states, this allows that the non-homeless to go to their yoga classes pottery studios, and craft breweries undisturbed. If you'd like to weigh in on this issue, please contact your Berkeley City Council representative or the mayor, Jesse Aragon. <laughs>